Welcome to Heart to Start, celebrating 10 years of a community-based exercise program where we welcome everyone to join us, no matter your experience or your pace. The goal of Heart to Start is to use the power of community and movement to help people become their best, healthiest selves together. I'm Dr. James Beckerman. I'm a cardiologist with the Providence Heart Institute in Portland, Oregon, and I've coached the Heart to Start program since we began in 2012. In each episode, I'll be speaking with past participants who inspire all of us in the Heart to Start community and experts from medicine, sports, and performance who can help us better achieve our goals. Later in each episode, I'll be sharing some activity goals for the upcoming week. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook at Providence and on Instagram at Providence Health System. And before we start, I want our listeners to know that the information provided during this program is for educational purposes only. You should always consult your healthcare provider if you have any questions regarding a medical condition or a treatment. So let's introduce our first guests. As we prepare for our first week of the Heart to Start training season and the celebration of our 10th season for this program, we want to take a moment to celebrate the years past with those who've been participants and coordinators with us since we started this program back in 2012. Please welcome Laura Klink, who helped make this idea a reality and worked alongside me for the first five years of the program, and Tracy Rose, the program manager since 2017. We also wanna welcome Katie Reed and Judy Anderson, who have been active participants since the program's inception back in 2012. Welcome to Heart to Start, everyone. Woohoo! welcome. Thank you, good to be here. So every superhero movie has an origin story. And that's what this week's episode is all about. The origin of Heart to Start with the OG Heart to Start team participants. So I am so thrilled to speak with the four of you today. And I'd love to start just by uh, having each of you introduce yourselves a little bit so that our listeners can get to know you. So why don't we start with Laura Klink. Hey, oh, I'm so excited to be here today and talking with you guys. So I'm Laura Klink, and I used to work with you, Dr. Beckerman, at Providence Health and Services. Um, I moved into a new role at an animal shelter in 2018, but I'm so excited to be here and to still be keeping in touch with you guys. It's amazing that it's been 10 years. Absolutely. Katie Reed, how are you? Hi, I'm well. Thank you very much. So glad to be here. Oh, how many, how, how long have you been involved with, with Heart to Start, Katie? Since the beginning. So let's go with 10 years now. <laughs> A decade to start. I love it. A lifetime. And I Judy Anderson, welcome Hi. to the show. Hi, thank you. Uh, I just love Heart to Start. It's, um, it's just um, a great, it's been a great program for me. And uh, I've been doing it 10 years with Katie uh, and, and, uh, it's been uh, a pretty amazing program. 
I can't wait to uh, have you share with our audience a little bit more about your experience coming up. Tracy Rose, you liked Heart to Start so much that you decided to run the program. Tell us a little bit about yourself. That I did, and a very humbling opportunity to come around. I am in a unique story in that I was a participant, just a community member that came along and joined this amazing program that was shared with me. And um, who would have known that a few years later, I would get the opportunity to step in and help um, shape and mold the program that it moves forward. So I've been with Providence um, that who helps host this program since 2017. So this will be my fifth year. Laura and Dr. Breckerman set up an amazing foundation and I'm just thrilled to be able to continue offering it. Um, and we're thrilled to have you. So Laura, you were there at the beginning. You were there even before that first rainy night when we met down at the track. Can you share for our listeners how, how we came up with this idea for Heart to Start? Where'd that come from? So when I was working at Providence Health and Services, my role was in the communications department and marketing department. And so every year, I think most people are used to seeing something about heart month and like, you know, get your cholesterol tested during heart month and, you know, know your numbers during heart month or, you know, there's a special offer during heart month, which is in February. And so we thought, what if instead of being part of heart month, only what if we did something that finished on heart month and was like a celebration of good health and heart health and making some positive changes in your life so then we started to just sort of reimagine what heart month was all about and I will never forget sitting around in the coffee shop with you and several other members of the team that I was on and saying you know what if Again, in February, that was the celebration of several months worth of activity and building up to a goal. And we thought, well, let's let's help people train for a 5K. And so that's where the the, the idea originally came from. So there was part, I just I love the simplicity of it in a lot of ways and just how it was really about turning American Heart Month kind of around a little bit into more of a celebration. I love that. So Katie, I mean, I bet that you've heard about Couch to 5K programs over the years, maybe even have participated in them. Uh, so I'm curious how you ended up showing up that first night for Heart to Start and what your background had been as an active person leading up to that and uh, what your impression was when you got started with us. So I had started a new job and I lost all my workout buddies. So I didn't have anyone to work out with. And that to me is extremely important. So I had walked um, the marathon, Portland Marathon. Wow. And I had done three half marathons. Um, and so I had walking and I tried to run in my past, but I I'd never really had a program to follow. So hard to start and seeing that there was actually a program and people to guide me through that program, that that was just amazing. And I, I told my friend Barbara, we have got to do this. We're starting it, do it. <laughs> so 
Katie, yes. can you can you tell me what it was like when you showed up that first at that first workout? What your impression was? Uh, were you nervous? Were uh, how did you feel? Because I think when a lot of people are starting a new exercise program, uh, there's some emotions involved for a lot of people. And where were you in that experience? I was very nervous because, like I said, I never was a runner, and you know doing other forms of exercise, but coming down to running and thinking, wow, here's a whole group. It's going to start. Am I going to be able to succeed? And that, that was, that made me very nervous, but continuing through and having coaches being right beside me, it was wonderful. And I, it inspired me to know that I can do this. Even at an older age, I could do this. <laughs> I I love it, and and you have done it for for ten years now, Judy. What tell us a little bit about I uh, what do you what do you do for a living, and how do you spend your time, and how did how did you get hooked up with Heart to Start? Okay, I'm a, a librarian by profession, and how I got hooked up with Heart to Start is because of Laura. Um, Laura is a long time, what was a long time um, employee of, a long time volunteer at the shelter that I volunteer at too. And that's how I got to know Laura. And then Laura uh, and I became Facebook friends and she posted about it on Facebook. And I said, you know, and then I sent a, a, a commented kind of like, is this meant for, you know, you know, would this be meant, meant for me or can I, you know, participate? Because I was, kind of dubious of the entire operation what yeah. you, how dare you doubt us wait so give me a no, more because i didn't think i was i didn't think that i would belong in it that it was for me that you know that this was you know this is for people who are athletic and and i had been a walker in the past but had fallen off on walking because of a foot injury and hadn't really been active right for 10 years so i was just thinking oh you know it's probably people who are just like advanced and and good at you know good at, at athletics and and not you know and it's not meant for somebody who's you know hasn't been exercising and and needs to um, move more. So, I think that's a really important uh, message that Heart to Start is somewhat unique in uh, among uh, exercise programs in that this program, its core value is inclusivity mm -hmm. and the idea that anybody should be able to participate in a way that is meaningful to them. And so I, I'm so glad that I'm so glad that you had your doubts and that we got you past them. Um, Tracy, can you share with us a little bit about your 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 exercise history kind of leading up to this kind of when you started Heart to Start, who did you think that you were as an active person? What a question. Um I, at the time I started Hard to Start, I was literally rediscovering maybe who I was as an athlete. I was an athlete growing up, ran cross country, track, basketball, super active individual. And along the way, when you graduate college and you get into the work um, life and you start a family, 
there's a tendency to lose yourself a little bit. And um, so I think that that's kind of, I fell off track of any of that um, personal activity that was really um, fueling for me. And um, I was hitting a very monumental age of 40 when I was wanting to um, find something for me. I felt like it, it was time. And so I set a goal for myself. And that's one thing I know in myself, if I set the goal, the goal is going to happen. Sometimes it might take longer, but I, I don't stop on the goals I have. And so I set a, a goal of a 5K again. And I had run those all when I was younger. And so I was just like, I want to do this. And I actually did follow a random couch to 5K to hit my um, 5K before I turned 40, which was two days before I turned 40. And it just renewed that love I had for movement and um, especially running. But I was so lonely. And I did it by myself. And, um, you know, I'm an October baby. And so here in the Northwest where I live, you um, hit these dark winter cold months and I wanted to keep going. I had that fire in me and but I didn't necessarily have a community or um, people to, with me to kind of get through that. And um, that's where I kind of started looking what opportunities I had to engage more. And that's where I found this amazing group. And I showed up by myself. And yes, Judy, it's so intimidating <laughs> um, to show up no matter where you are, even if you are um, a little more active and wanting to find that community, it still is the same um, same fears of being accepted and feeling comfortable and kind of being a little vulnerable when you show up to a place and um, want to get to know people and um, have that uh, support. I'm really glad that you mentioned that word identity, because I think that for whatever reason, identity plays a big role in our experience of being an active person or thinking of ourselves as an athletic person or as a healthy person. And we sometimes get set in a preconceived notion of what our identity is at that time. And that impacts how we think about who we are supposed to be and what we're supposed to do. Um, like many of you, I, I wasn't super active uh, uh, growing up. I really didn't participate in many sports teams in junior high or high school and kind of fumbled my way through my twenties and sort of increasing some of that. But at some point, decided that my identity could pretty much be anything I wanted it to be. And, um, and that's evolved into uh, working with all of you as a part of this program. Um, several of you mentioned the experience of being active with other people because exercising can be a little bit lonely. And I was curious, Judy, from your perspective, uh, what was it like to find yourself on a track exercising uh, with other people? What was that like for you? Well, I remember I showed up in some, uh, I think I showed up in jeans. So I didn't even really have proper athletic gear. And then, and I'm pretty slow and I remain pretty slow. And, and I, you know, that first 
time, I was like, oh, I don't belong here. I don't belong here. I don't belong, you know, telling myself that. But people were friendly and welcoming and it helped. I know Laura, but um, yeah, it. I, I, I wasn't sure that I belonged, but that was, I think that's the great transformational part of Heart to Start is feeling a sense of belonging as um as it developed and and now it's become a big um part that i look forward to um every year and also it's the great thing about it too is that um we've you know one of the, i've got to mention one of the great things was that last year with the pandemic and we weren't meeting in person for the most part but some of us um oldsters did get together uh, and masked and did um, some workouts together. And then at the conclusion, um, we uh, met up, uh, masked, and, and walked our uh, 5K together. Walked, yeah, we all walked it. Um, uh, so that, that, that's, that, that was an important um, thing for me to be, you know, together with, with this group at a time when we were uh, all quite isolated. Absolutely. You know, you mentioned that word belonging. And I'm curious, Katie, from your perspective, uh, when you belong to Heart to Start, you know, there's lots of people listening who are who are new to this program and trying to figure out if it's something worth doing and what am I gonna be a part of if I'm part of this thing? Can can you share with everyone if you belong to Heart to Start, what what do you belong to? You belong to a giant community, a support group, and people that will include you. So that way you feel comfortable. Um, I did start out to be an um, air quotes runner, not very fast, but did it with Laura's help. And then I had to have both hips replaced. So I had to take a step back and think, wow, I can't be part of this group because I'm not a runner. And that was hard for me. So having a group that's inclusive and supportive, I was able to do my, my rehab and be part of the group as a walker. So it, you can come in and have people with you, people helping you, people supporting you. And that to me is extremely important. Thank I you. love that. Um, you know, Tracy, uh, Katie touched upon the idea that Heart to Start can be what you want it to be. If you're a runner, it's a running program. If you're a walker, it's a walking program. And I, I'd love your perspective on how people can make Heart to Start their own experience that will serve, uh, serve their purposes. Wow, and such a question in this setting, um, because it's so easy with how hard to start has been over the years where traditionally we've been able to meet up as groups in, in person once a week and walk or run the track. So there's a lot easier, I think, opportunity to um, engage and, and create that program that best fits you because you're there in person with people, you're seeing similar movements or paces or um, just personalities that you um, kind of uh, get connected with. In this setting, um, I think it's still the same to where you will find personalities 
and um, find connections with people that are doing similar modes of movement. Um, but it's a little trickier because you do have to create um, a little bit more energy yourself. And um, it, I think that that kind of helps you reflect a little bit more on, on um, what your goals are, what drives you, um, maybe what those little steps along the way that you might celebrate yourself, um, that those small steps you've taken over the 12 weeks um, to celebrate yourself or find your small group of people. And that might be a thing where you're getting to know your neighbors again. Um, find something that's going to help motivate you um, to continue doing this. And then also reach out. And I think that that's, that vulnerable piece is there's a platform set for engaging um, with community members. And when we say community members, we're talking about this large group of registered participants. It's not necessarily who's right in your background. You might get to know someone from Texas or Alaska. We want you to, and we want you to maybe find what that comfort level is to get to know people and have those conversations and um, really start to celebrate others too, because I think that's super important as you are celebrating yourself finding a way to celebrate others. Cause I think that that is even more fuel for your own fire. I love that. And, and I'm so glad that you mentioned the national presence of heart to start actually international. Um, and in one of our other episodes, we'll be talking to a participant who lives in Canada um, and realizing that somebody who lives in Alaska might be snowshoeing and somebody who lives in Texas, might be in an air-conditioned room on a treadmill um, and everyone else in between. So I think that all of us have to find our own heart to start, uh, the activities that make sense to us at this uh, uh, place in our lives or even stage in our lives. Um, and I think it's also good to think a little bit about what drives us, as you suggested. And so I'm sort of curious, um, and I'll start with me so that I'm not putting anybody on the spot first, but in terms of what drives you, what drives you to be active, what drives you to want to participate? For me, it is honestly a lot of things. Um, I, you know, like all of us, I'm getting older every year and obviously you know, our, our, our bodies change, the things that we can do really slowly start to change and you want to be able to stay as active and awesome and fit and capable as you are able to be. And also I, I admit that I'm a driven a little bit by my, my job, you know, as a, as a heart doctor, I think a lot about prevention and the decision that I make in my 40s will impact the kind of person I'll be in my 70s. And so I, I truly believe in that long-term investment that something like Heart to Start can help provide. Um, and there's probably lots of other things too. It's fun. I love meeting new people. I just love the way I feel after I've exercised. So Laura Klink, you, you've done a lot of races in your time. I've seen you out on the trail, uh, you know, prepping for your latest ultra or whatever you're doing. What drives somebody like you to be 
uh, pursuing goals on this continuous basis. And what do you do when you just don't feel like it? How do you, how do you deal with that? Uh, that's a tough question because uh, I think, <laughs> like everybody else, I face that a lot. And it's interesting thinking about reflecting on 10 years because when we started Heart to Start, I was doing a lot more marathons and ultra marathons. And, you know, I was so jazzed to be part of bringing new runners and new walkers into the fold. And I'm sure you guys all remember, I'd show up in a tutu and I'd have my cowbells and I'd try goofy stuff each week to try to just bring a little smile to everybody. But it's been interesting over the last 10 years, I'm in my fifties now. And, you know, I feel like I've ticked off some of those goals that I had as far as running goes. And so now it, it it's a different um, it's a different shift in thinking for me about being active. So for me now, it's maybe about getting out for a long walk with my dog while listening to a podcast. Um, I had neck surgery about two years ago. And for me, a big goal after that was being able to do some of the moves in yoga class that I used to enjoy. So I love that Heart to Start has evolved to include a just geographically a bigger community, but then also redefining what those goals are, because those do change as you get older and, and where your body's at changes, but it's really all about staying active and staying connected. I think that's such a key point that you have to be kind to yourself and understand that as you change, your goals are allowed to change. Um, you know, we talked about identity a little bit earlier, and we all recognize that identity evolves, right? Anybody who looks on social media at their, at their high school friends or, or college friends, and you know, we've all changed in different ways, and that's okay. And much in the same way that you don't want people to kind of stick you where you were at age 22, I, you shouldn't do that to yourself either. I, I think that being uh, kind to yourself is an important part of that process. Judy, when you think about uh, how hard to start or being active has been a part of your life for this past decade, what drives you? What drives you to, to be active, stay active? What are your priorities there? One thing um, I feel better when, if, you know, when I'm active and I'm sure we've all have, especially this past um, um, couple of years have had some ups and downs, but I just always know that, Oh yeah. Even if I've like had a period where I'm not being as active, the minute I'm more active, like, Oh, I feel better. And I usually sleep better too, which is as you get older, it's huge. Uh, but a big thing too, is just being able to do things like um, I have a friend who actually lives nearby about a 15, 20 minute walk away, by the way, which is great. Uh, but we travel together and we do things like last year we went to Mount Rainier and, you know, did a five mile hike. That doesn't seem like that big of a deal, but it's pretty, it was kind of, it's kind of steep. But being able to do those sort of things that, you know, uh, before Hard to Start, I was not doing um, really, I hadn't been doing for a long time. Uh, and other, yeah, definitely being able to just be, out and about more and do um, fun things like hiking and, and, uh, and just, you know, feeling better overall. Yeah. It, it really seems like uh, 
a program like this that is goal-directed, um, the goal that you accomplish is kind of open-ended, right? I mean, you may participate in a 5K. You may uh, snowshoe to the top of a, a peak that was your goal. But then there's all these other goals out there that maybe you didn't even know about. And when you are confronted with them later, you find that maybe they're a little bit easier to achieve. Maybe, uh, you know, we don't have the same uh, uh, trepidation or nervousness about approaching them and we're able to just charge at them head on. Um, for you, Katie, uh, especially as somebody you share that you had uh, surgeries that really impacted your ability to participate in the same way that you originally did, how has knowing that Heart to Start is kind of out there driven you to be able to keep that going, even with those challenges? Yep. And um, I look back at my mom and dad, and my mom had both hips replaced also, and she ended up um, in a wheelchair. And I didn't want that. I wanted to be able to continue walking um, and keep moving and family is extremely important to me. And so being able to play with my grandchildren and keeping up with them and not even thinking about a wheelchair, but being able to actually be mobile and going and walking. And um, I'm extremely happy because I meet a friend every morning at 6.15 and we walk two miles. And then on Saturday we do a 5K. And to imagine being able to get up and do that on a daily basis, having learned from heart to start, that as you said, you can set a goal and you can continue and that goal can be fluid, but being mobile is extremely important to me. It's kind of amazing how people are driven by their pasts, you know, maybe uh, re regrets or, or wishing that they could have done something differently. They're driven by their presence in terms of um, who they want to be today, the identity that they're trying to evolve towards. And then we're also driven by our futures in terms of things that we want to achieve and be able to do uh, when we're older, or frankly, things that we don't want to be finding ourselves in as time goes on. So thinking about the, the future, uh, as we uh, are close to wrapping up here, I'm curious what you see as the future of Heart to Start in the next decade, Tracy, uh, because you are, uh, you're running this show. So uh, what are you hoping to, to see in the next 10 years? Well, I hope that the program is still out there and that um, it may have a lot of new faces. I would love to see as the world might be able to come back together that the program is back into the six um, communities that it's been um, active in across the Northwest, but that it's grown further, that we could potentially be able to be traveling and hop into a Heart to Start event that's somewhere local to where we are, um, and that it's 
possibly has a lot of new leaderships in terms of where those are in those communities that we might have this global connection that everyone can come jump in and connect and oh i'm from texas but i know judy from portland um but they're still they've created their own communities within this larger community to be able to support um because i think that this Portland area that um, most all of us are from, because that's kind of one of where the program started. We have a very unique and special connection in this um, community, and I want to see that replicated um, and that other communities are celebrating their 10 years of Heart to Start. I love that goal. Laura, as, uh, as a person who really kicked this thing off, um, it's amazing how you've brought, you know, everybody on this uh, uh, podcast episode together today, honestly, and all the listeners out there, you're bringing them together with us too. What, what's your, what's your takeaway? What's, what's your hope for people uh, who are thinking about joining us in this experience? I just, I, I am still just so grateful that this has just grown and flourished, especially after the, over the last year and a half, um, for, for 10 years, it's just, it's really just extraordinary. Um, you know, I think that the, this past year and a half, I think especially has made us reflect different on what we think of as good health and what we value in our lives. And I love that Judy was talking a lot about mobility and being able to travel and do some of the things that she loves, because I think, you know, there has been a little bit of this realization that, that life is short and we want to, you know, stay active and, and, and have a great quality of life. So my hope is that, that, that really can continue for us. I'm sure it will. And I am just so thankful to all of you for, not only helping to start this program, but helping it to thrive over the past 10 years and for really embodying the, the spirit of community, inclusiveness, and drive that are the, the core values of what we do. So I, I want to thank all of you for joining us here today and for, frankly, being so inspiring to everybody moving forward. Uh, thank you all so much. Thank you for bringing thank us you. together. This is wonderful. Thank you. Yeah, thank, thank you. Great to see you guys. Thank, thank you. Soon. Thank you for joining us today on Heart to Start. We look forward to continuing this conversation to help you stay motivated and healthy throughout these next 12 weeks. We're so excited to have you join us. But before we kick off the first week of season 10, think about your own personal movement goal for these 12 weeks. Write it down, post it on social media, register for Heart to Start, and become part of the most active and encouraging online community around. We can't wait to celebrate with you.